loved. <laughs> Good to see everyone. Good evening. How are you, Shem? Good evening. Can I have everyone? How many of us believe that the Lord is good? How many of us believe that the Lord is good? Hallelujah. The Lord is good. I want us to take a moment to pray for the church right now. Pastor of Emmanuel of Life Church, Pastor Taiwo Koya. I want us to pray for their, for his children. Pastor Tolu Jogo, Pastor Toby, Pastor Jimmy. I want us to pray for his children. I want us to lift them up before the Lord this hour. That the Lord should speak his peace to their mind. Strength and contrast. I want us to pray for the entire family of Pastor Taiwo and of course the family of Pastor Nancy, our siblings and everyone around her while she was here on earth. I want us to pray for every spiritual son and daughters of the Fountain of Life Church. I want us to pray for every pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. Please pray for me. Pray for Pastor Funke, pray for Pastor Tony, pray for Pastor Tony, pray for every pastor in the Founding of Life Church. I want us to pray for the church, the Founding of Life Church, that the peace of God that surpasses human understanding will guard our hearts. I want you to pray for yourself that the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ that surpasses human understanding will guard your heart and your mind. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I want us to commit the funeral. It's happening next week to the hand of God. That has our dear pastor and our mother as she's laid to rest, that everything will go on smoothly. 
in the name of Jesus. There shall be peace. There shall be, it shall be a glorious one. It shall be successful in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. All right. Welcome to church. If you're joining us online, thank you for coming today and for listening. We love you and God bless you. Okay. I've asked, I asked Ophelia that how many of us do believe that the Lord is good? Why is the Lord good? If you will ask, if I may ask you, you will tell me. Why is the Lord good? Eh? Because He's good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. And His mercy is enduring forever. Okay, because He's good. Have you experienced the Lord's goodness in your life? And are you experiencing the Lord? So tell me one of God's goodness to you. Yes. For the gift of life. We cannot hear you. If this is giving you issues, no problem. I can use this one. You will not have it now. Is that okay? Amen. Amen. I said the Lord is good. Good. Because he's good. And of for the gift of life he has given us, despite of our unfaithfulness, we sleep and wake up. That's that's um, that's a great part of his goodness. Mm. And um, yeah, sleeping and waking up for his faithfulness, the grace to go out and come back safely. Mm. Alone is that alone is. In fact, I can't I can't I can't quantify the rest. That alone is enough to say the Lord is good. Mm. Any other person? Any other person wants to tell us about God's goodness? say God is good because that's his nature of God. That's his nature. Because if if something happens, for example, that doesn't seem good to us, does that mean God is bad all of a sudden then becomes good eventually? But God is good either way. That's his nature. There's no, there's no evil in him. He has, he doesn't have a shadow of turning. He doesn't have the capacity for evil. So God is good. I would say he's good because it's his nature. Mm. It's easy. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, for me, I feel like. God is so good that 
even the usage of the English word good and God has become a tautology. Now, the goodness of God cannot be overemphasized because God in himself is goodness. So whatever is not good is evil. That is how good God is. That's what I think. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I understood all you said. I, I, I agree with you completely. Um, the truth is that God has no capacity to do what is bad. As a matter of fact, God sees us from, God sees us through Jesus, his beloved son. So, God will not do bad things to us because he cannot do bad things. Because he's not evil. The Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from God. Every good and perfect. Not just good, but also perfect. So, it's only a good God that can give what is good and perfect. But then again, it's not possible for us to walk through life without having one scar or the other. Now, I think we must go back to the beginning of things. Go back to creation. The devil is constantly at work. Always doing bad things. The Bible says the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But when you look at the beginning, God created man and he gave us power and authority to subdue. So this is it. You must understand as believers that we are in a war zone as long as we are walking on earth. Because when you look at the language of the, of the instruction, it's subdue. You cannot subdue without going to war or without a battle. But in the joy is that we constantly have we constantly have victory. Jesus had won the battle for us and he has given us the victory. And the greatest gift that we have or the greatest victory that we have as believers is eternal life. Which is why John 10.10 10 says, the B part says, but I have come that you may have life. Come to think about Bible verses like the weapons of our warfare, but they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. The truth is this. Light will have no relevance if darkness 
is not existent. Look at uh, Bible verses, for example, in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, that talks about uh, stand firm, uh, take up the shield of, and all of that, guard yourself and stand and stand out and all of that. We are here on earth. We will have one or two afflictions. We cannot walk through that without going through some deep valleys, without some, you know, it's just about how life is designed or fashioned. As believers, we must understand that, yes, we go through these tough seasons. Look at God speaking to us in Isaiah says, even though you go through the deep waters, you will not be drowned. You go through the fire, but you will not be burned. So if it was going to be a smooth sail, devoid of challenges and, you know, troubles, and I'm looking for words to use. The Bible will have made it so clear to us. If life will be devoid of betrayal, Jesus would not have gone through betrayal even from his own people. If life would be devoid of challenges, Paul would not have been put to prison. He would not have spoken to I, Paul, the bond servant of Christ, for the sake of the gospel, I am in chains. So sometimes we, we should see things from the way God will see things so that we can properly channel our trust in God who has made victory available unto us. All of us seated here, we must have gone through one or two things in life that possibly looks overwhelming but God came through for you or possibly you are going through situations of life that is overwhelming and you know that God is in it with you. I have to realize that the higher we go or the more we grow or the older we grow, the more are the complexities of life that we have to deal with. What must we do? I'm trusting the Lord to be able to deliver today. So pray along with me as I preach. Amen. This is a series that I've taught in the church, but I just feel so strong to go over it with us again. And I'm talking about the series on the living in the goodness of God. How many of us remember that series? How many of us have gone to the manuscript that was shared one time or the other? I'm discussing the sixth part of that message today which is titled he is with me in the valley you know this is a season for us all in church that is very solemn when we're looking and trusting the lord god for strength and asking the lord so many questions and i was just trusting god for something to comfort me so i was going through this message and i just found it and so i'm going to share with us again if you can remember, 
good. If you cannot remember, listen and listen well. I will share it again and I will ask that you please go through them. Psalm 23 verse 4. We know Psalm 23 by heart. We shall know. I shall expect us to know. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. The rod and the staff, they comfort me. Thou prepare the table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anointed my head with oil and my cup run it over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. This is one of the most beautiful verses of most beautiful Psalms. A number of us here, we got to know this psalm without anybody sitting us down to teach us. I mean, you, you, some of us here might not even remember how you learned it. That's how important this verse is because but it's important that sometimes we read these things but we don't look at you know, the words and how it's applicable to us now. So we are looking at the fourth verse. Please put on the fourth verse for me. This thing is just shutting down, shutting down, shutting down. I have to put my hand on it. Sorry too much. <laughs> All right, so I need you to, yeah. Can we read it together, please? Yea, I walk, yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Who wrote this psalm? David. We know that David was a shepherd boy in the Palestinian desert. So, he understood what he was writing about. He was perhaps telling us or narrating uh, his experience in the desert. Him alone, perhaps with the flock. And so, he, he, was, he wrote this psalm to tell us how he was able to handle the complexities and the difficulties of the desert. Okay, but in order for us to understand this verse correctly, we must look at, you know, uh, let me read the Passion Translation. When your path, this is very interesting, and I want you to listen very carefully. When your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, so as we Walk in God's way and God's will. Sometimes it might, look as, it might look as if the path we are treading on is deep and is dark. For example, look at Paul, the apostles in Acts chapter 16 that we uh, studied on Sunday. I mean, if you're just reading the scriptures and you just jumped to the part where Paul and Silas was beaten, they were shamed, 
your clothes turned naked and thrown into prison. You could have thought that, uh-huh, but like question, what Meanwhile, it was the Lord's Spirit, the Holy Spirit that led them to that place. I've come to realize that in all of the things we go through, it is all for the glory of God. Now, Jesus in, in, in John chapter 9, I think, John chapter 9, that's where you have the story of the man that was born blind. John chapter 9. I think John chapter 9, you can check that for me, please. John chapter 9. There was a man that was born blind. He was, he was born blind. And so, the, he had an encounter with Jesus right from the time he was born. Perhaps before he was born at all, God had plans. Is it John chapter 9? Yeah. God had plans for how he was going to open his eyes. His eyes was not open when he was five years. In that was his eyes opened when it when he was 10 years or 15. His eyes was opened when he became a man. And interestingly, the disciples say, What is the offense of this man? Is it that he is the one that has seen or his spirit? Jesus said, It's for the glory, so that the glory of God can be revealed. Is that not God's goodness? So to every path that a believer walks in, to everything that comes to you, it is for God's glory. The Bible says that everything works together for good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Even a day that doesn't look so good, there is a plan of God in it. God cannot stop being your God. It is not possible. He cannot stop being your God for one day just because you miss or you mess up. He doesn't go on holiday. He doesn't go on vacation. He doesn't change. He cannot stop being your father for a while. No. So everything works together for good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Now, you cannot see any general in the army that has not gone through war. You can't sit in your office and become a general. And general too, save get level. You have one star. You have two. You have three. You have four star. And in very rare cases, you have the fleet marshal. Those ones are with five star. Maybe you can count the number of. And once you have five star, you will see you are retiring. If you give five star today, be sure that tomorrow you will not, you will retire. The essence of this is just to let you know, to let us know that. Every general will show you the battle scar. And it will be interesting when we meet Jesus and we see Paul, and Paul is showing you. Can you see the number of strokes on my back that I took for Jesus? 
can you see how much I have to give up for the sake of the love that I have for Jesus? It's for the love of Christ constrains me. Sometimes I ask myself, what will be the scar that I will show for Jesus? What will be the denial that I will show Jesus for the sake of him? We cannot say, oh, because we go through a little challenge. What will you say to those that were thrown inside the fairy furnace. Those that were cut into two. Those whose head were, were removed while they were still walking. Those that were tied to the horses and dragged along the path. We go through some little denial or affliction and we want to say the Lord is not good. We must stop it. Because some who have gone ahead of us have gone through tough situations. Yes, it's not easy sometimes. Most times, it's possibly not. But you want to look at Psalm 23, verse 4, TPT. It says, when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, David said, fear will never conquer me. For you already have conquered this is the victory that overcome the world, even our faith. So he's saying, even your path takes me through the deepest valleys, I will consistently have faith in you. Remember, Hebrews says, they that must come to God must first know that what he is God. And he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It's not the other way around. It's not getting the reward and then accepting the fact that he is God. No. He is God. So irrespective of what it is that you are going through, he is God. He is God. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely for you are there. So the thought of this gives David or gave David the assurance of victory. And so let's look at some facts here. In the Palestinian winter months back in David's day, shepherd would take the sheep down to the lowland where there was more grass. And it was, it was warmer. So the only way the sheep will get what is lushful and nutritious to eat is they have to, the shepherd must take them down deep into the valley because that's where you have, you know, the collection of rain and over the, it's the desert, so rain is, is scarce. And so to get good grass, they must go down to the valley. But once summer arrived and the temperature rose, it was in the ship's best interest to move to higher ground. Now, the only way to get the ship to the, to the, from the low ground, that's from the deep valley, 
up to the high ground was to go through the dark valleys where you have uh, ravings and gorges and because of the terrain that was how things were in Palestine even up till now so in this psalm the better translation for the valley is dark valley or valley of deep darkness the valley of deep darkness is not just about death It's all about all those trials and lies. When for a season, it looks like shadow is overtaking the light. So the deep valley in our lives are moments where it looks as if you look to your left and to your right. You look forward and you look up and you ask, but God, where are I'm sure a number of us, we've been at that situation before. I've been there. When you're asking, but God, you said you are close to me. Where are you? Those are deep valleys of our lives. Those are dark moments of our lives. You see, but we must always remember that we have the light of righteousness in us. So in those dark moments, one of the things we must do is always to turn on the light in us and consistently having faith in Jesus who had won it all for us. Friends, know this if you are not aware. You cannot walk through life without having some moments when it looks like the shadow is overtaken. Meanwhile, it is shadow, not the real thing. It's overtaking the light. But it's not possible for light, for, for shadow to overtake the light. It's not possible. James chapter 1, verse 2 to 3 tells us, my fellow believers, when, not in bracket, not if, okay, it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties. See it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. In all the things we go through, I need you to know that your joy is your strength. Never allow your joy to be drowned in difficult situations of life. Because joy in itself is a gift of the Father. And it is for them that are in the kingdom of God. Money don't give joy. Joy comes from within you. Because of the light that is in you. Out of my belly shall flow the rivers of living waters. As long as you are connected to your Father... As long as you are connected to heaven, you are bound to have joy. And one of the things that the devil will target is to take that joy from you. And once that joy is taken away from you, you become weak. And then you will not find essence to trust God anymore. 
says, you will draw from the well of salvation with what? With joy. That's what you draw from. For you know when you when your faith is tested, it tears up in you the power of endurance. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. I'm going to read that again. My fellow believers, when, not if it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it, count it all joy. You are going through a difficult situation. It is not pleasant, but count it all joy. Why? It is an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith, not if your faith will ever be tested. The truth is, your faith will be tested. Let it tears up in you the power of endurance, perseverance, not giving up spirit. When you look to yourself and say, there is no hope for me anymore, so what is next is I want to kill myself. I would rather die than survive this. Let that difficulty birth endurance in you. If you talk to any athlete, he will tell you, if you don't have anything at all on the field of play, you must be able to persevere. And sometimes you see someone that is still going to take the last when they are running marathon. He's the last person, you know. The person knows that you are the last. There is no medal for, you, for me. But I have seen them still enduring and still finishing. Like, 50 people might have finished before them. And guess what? The whistle to end the game or the match will not be blown until the last person running the marathon gets to the finishing line. Have you, have you seen that before? Well, I watch marathon a lot. It might take that person three hours to... Let, him, let the person finish five hours after the last second to the last person finish. The referee will not say the game is over. As long as that person is still passing, even if the person is walking like this, until the, the person gets to the finishing line, the game is not over. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't you know that that's, that's how important that person is? That everybody will wait until person touches the finishing line. The game is now over. Nobody will say, no, he's too slow. Or she's too slow. God is not, tell your neighbor, God is not complaining. And then as your endurance grow even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. I, sometimes we watch soccer. From like first uh, first ten minutes, a team is already ten goals down or seven goals down. They cannot stop the match. They will, 
the referee will not say the game is over. And we have seen, we have seen some games from the first 10 minutes. The, they are five, five goals down. And they still won the match. Perseverance. That looks like a team you are, we are familiar with, right? <laughs> Any Arsenal fan in the house? <laughs> but they have good spirit. They will not give up. James chapter 1 verse 12. If your faith remain strong, even while surrounded by life difficulties, you will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. If your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life difficulties, you will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. True happiness comes as you pass the test with faith. What is faith? Your absolute trust in God at all times. That come what may, I believe in you, O God. Like Jesus said, he said, not my will, but your will. It's not about me, but it's about the trust I have in you. True happiness comes as you pass the test by faith and receive the victorious crown of life promised to every lover of God. If you love God, you will endure hardship. You will endure. Every lover of God will endure difficulties. Everyone that loves God will endure tough season. Know this. Valid trials experiences are purposeful, unavoidable, and impartial. It comes to everyone. See, no one will go through things more than what he can bear. Every trial of life is still on me. The same way I have mine. And please, don't ever make the mistake of saying, ah, my own is bigger than your own. You know, sometimes people are telling us there are difficult situations or difficult seasons. You look at the person. In fact, sometimes we are excited to narrate our own ordeals, thinking that our own is bigger than their own. Every trial is impartial. What you go through is your own challenge or challenges or experience as it were. Mine is not bigger than your own. Your own is not bigger than my own. As I say to people, can you can go through? Continue go through. Uh, you will have died. <laughs> it is tailor made. No, what you feel is the same thing the other person feels. So what you can do at best is to pray. If you cannot pray for that person, instead of talking nonsense, just shut your mouth and walk away. My own is bigger. Who says your own is the, the biggest? Who is judging the weight of the trials? 
of the affliction. Sometimes, uh, me that I have not eaten since for two days. You that you have not eaten just for today alone, you are complaining. The truth is, if the person, you, the truth is, it is because you can bear it. That's why your own is four days and the other person is, is five days. Amen. Trials are not uh, impartial. Don't be swift to Amen. So repent from today. It's about the shepherds leading the sheep to a new pasture. Even the most obedient sheep must go through the dark valley experience. You know, I said to Ross that the, because during winter they had to go through the, down to the valley to get food to eat. Even the most obedient one will still go through the deep valley to go up. So, some of us, we say sometimes, but God, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm serving, I'm in your house, I'm very faithful, I, I don't do bad things, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do this, I pay my tithe, I pay my offering, I, in fact, I give to my pastor, I give to, <laughs> and then you say, but why must this thing happen to me, but why not The most obedient every experience is an indication that Jesus is taking us to a level of refined faith and a cultured usefulness where we reflect a matured character as is their song we read that in James let me read that again every experience is an indication that Jesus is taking us to a level of refined faith and cultured usefulness where we reflect a matured character of his dear son. Now know this, your valley experience are useful and should never, never be wasted. Whatever it is that you will go through or you have gone through, they are useful. You can count on God never to leave you alone because it's what saves us. Isaiah 43 verse 2 says, when you pass through the depots, Tommy sees, you can count on me to be there with you. When you pass through the raging rivers, you will not drown. When you walk through persecution like fiery flames, you will not be burned. The flames will not harm you. What must we do in the desert? Number one, Draw close to God through His Word. Draw close to God through His Word because you read about those who have gone through persecution, who, who have gone through afflictions, and how God saved them. And this will tell you or remind you constantly of His presence. I am with you. Now, even close to you, so never yield to fear. Isaiah 43, 43 verse 5. 
Number two, take the position of victory and completely eschew fear. In other words, even in that difficult situation, be bold. The Bible says the righteousness shall be bold like a lion. Now, my beloved ones, I have saved this most important truth for the last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Be bold. Be bold even in affliction, even in trials, even in difficulties. Be bold. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 tells us. Number three, our faith in God is dependable. Dependable God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The Bible, the Bible tells us that God will never put those who trust him into shame. In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield, for he is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil ones. Evil one, embrace the power of salvation. Embrace the power of salvation, fool's deliverance, like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. One of the things you must also do is guard your heart against the lies of the devil. The Bible says we should guard our heart from it comes the issues of life. Devil comes to you and say to you, in this situation, you are going to die. You stand up and say, no. I am not going to die because Jesus says that I shall live. You are going to fail. You said, no, I am not going to fail because Jesus has given me the victory. Stand against the lies of the devil. And the deposit of God's word in you becomes the response for you. Remember, the devil came to Jesus telling lies about what the Lord said in the Bible. Jesus said, no, that's not what the Bible says. This is what the Bible says. Take a helmet to protect your thoughts. You must protect your thoughts from lies. And take the mighty razor sharp spirit sword of the spoken word. The spoken word. You will only speak what you know. It is not the day of difficulty that you start looking for your Bible. You will speak the things that if I don't know. I've been quoting some little scriptures that I know. It is because I have read. I have meditated. I understood. So it, even if you don't know where it is in the Bible, you don't have to say, hey, in Isaiah chapter 3, don't be intimidated by when people, some people say, hey, in the book of John, John chapter 5, verse 10, the Bible says, this is this, this, and then Isaiah 10, verse 10, and then you look, you are looking at yourself, this person has carried the Bible. But you don't have to wait. What you know, simply the word of God said, I saw the word of God. The Bible, if the Bible says, where is it? Go and check Google. I am not saying you should not be, you know, sometimes you want to be specific. Maybe you are trying to admonish someone you want to give reference. But if you cannot remember the verse and the chapter and the book, 
Just remember the spoken, the word. Speak the word. Remember, the Bible was initially not in chapter and verses. Amen. Get understanding. Number four. Walk in the reality of your victory and resist the lies of the devil by speaking the word. Never allow him to pervert your church, to pervert your thoughts. This is how, this is what he knows how to do the most. If you allow the devil, it will, the devil will mess up your mind. You will be so confused. But never allow the devil to pervert your thoughts. Remember what, it was so perfect that he did that to Eve. Eve even forgot what the Lord said. <laughs> the devil did not say to Eve, don't eat. Or don't, he said, don't touch. God, God said, the instruction was, don't eat. And Eve forgot. Don't, the devil will not get you in the name of Jesus. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield for this able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming out from you, from the devil. Embrace the power of salvation through deliverance like a helmet to protect your thought from lies. And take the mighty razor sharp spirit sword of the spoken word. So, when you speak the word, what you are, the word is like, is the razor sharp razor blade. Is a spirit sword. So every word, see the word of the Lord is powerful and what? And sharp. And what? He cuts through eh? Even to the the word of God is. So when you speak the word in a situation, what you are simply doing is that you are macheting the devil. He is confused. You see why it's important for you to study the word and to know the word? Don't be a powerless Christian. A, 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 a Christian that does not have word in his mouth. Bible is powerless. Please think we are not helping you. As we conclude, our trust in God does not immune us from tough seasons. It comes to everyone at different phases of our life. And they must be met with appropriate response, which is faith. You see, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is victorious power that triumphs over the world. So who are the world conquerors defeating his power? Those who believe that Jesus is the son of God. 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 to 5. Never forget the only way how. The, never forget. The only way how is through, is through the valley. But be assured. That Jesus, the great shepherd, will be there to lead us to victory as we stay close in his side. 
His presence changes everything. The presence of Jesus with you changes your situation. I encourage someone tonight, never give up. There is light after the darkest night. The Lord will bless his word in our heart. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you tonight. Thank you for his word. I want you to look up and read this place. James, 1 John chapter 5, verse 5. And who can win this battle against the world? Only what? So it is not to drop your shield and your sword in the battle, giving up. You are going to be consumed. It's to keep fighting. be victorious in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for speaking to us. We are grateful. Thank you for reminding us that you are with us in every situation of life. Thank you for the victory that we have. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed.